Hi, welcome to the DIY Music Podcast, where we discuss what it means to be a DIY musical artist in the internet age. I'm Lenny, and across from me is Joe, and together we co-founded Band DIY and The Music Lab. Welcome, and enjoy. Hi everyone, so just a little quick um, note before this podcast starts. Joe's audio is a little bit noisy for this entire uh, episode. I've done my best to fix it, but it still doesn't sound great. Um, So I apologise, we're getting him a new interface, so next episode should be crisp and clean. However, this episode, a little bit noisy, I apologise, but anyway, here's the episode. So it feels like it's been... Well, years, because it has actually been years, but I actually have a release date for my band. Holy shit. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. So it's in April. It's in the first week. It's the, no, it's in the second week. It's the 8th, the 8th of April. I'm launching the band. And it's been quite literally three years since we had the first idea of starting a, a new band. So what constitutes launching? So I, I guess it's when... For us, it's when we release our first song, because I'm strongly of the opinion that having a online presence with a band and not actually having any music to listen to is pointless. Yes. So for us, that just quite literally means that's when our first song comes out. Um, but that's also when we're actually going to start posting on social media properly. Um, we have social media out now, so if anyone does want to follow us early, you can. Um, Plug. Yeah, um, I'll put links in the description and everything if you're interested. Um, but currently, it's literally just like a date that's on our social media because that's we aren't launched yet. We don't actually exist, but we want to sort of. If anyone's interested in when we do launch, we might as well have some followers already there. Can I ask a question? Of course. How long did it? How many different shades of purple slash lilac did you go through before settling on that one? Oh, you see, that's the thing, is that it wasn't even just purple and lilacs that we were going through. So that's the colour that like our first single art is going to be. And then for each of the next singles, we've picked an equally nice but different colour. So there was a lot of... Yeah, basically. um, Mm. So so we've basically like... We picked about like 15 colours, which took ages as well, that we really, really liked. And then we're like, okay, what songs are we doing as singles? And then what sort of vibe do they have? So it was a lot of like, oh no, that song doesn't feel like a red song. It feels more like a blue song. Loads of that sort of just bollocks. Um, But it was sort of necessary because we needed to match a colour to a song. Um, So then it sort of came naturally when it was like, okay, so single one is this colour, which means, okay, the branding is going to be that colour for two months or whatever. Um, So yeah, all of that. Just the picking of colours was like a big like two, three hour like like video call where we just went shade by shade, just tweak it. Oh, could, could that be a little bit lighter? Oh, on my phone that looks a little bit dark. Yeah, no, just all that sort of shit. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. But we have it now. We have pretty much everything sorted for an eventual EP. Um so yeah, we're pretty much good to go. But this is the what, what I want to talk about today is in starting this band, I have been made aware of things that I'd sort of forgot 
were things that is like, oh yeah, no, I remember, I remember this being really stressful when I started my last band. And I wanted to talk about stuff like that today because in theory, a lot of people listening to this haven't started a band yet. And this is really useful information to have beforehand so that you don't learn it after you've already made the mistakes. The big one is sort of how you name your band. And I'm not talking about the specifics of naming your band. We have a video on that if you're interested, sort of how you can come up with ideas. But what I want to talk about is the specifics of how your name can then affect how people interact with you, specifically online. So the, the easiest thing here is how hard is it to search in Google? Because like we took a band called Life to Texas, to South by Southwest a few years ago. And in doing that, you know, we were doing a lot of sort of research around them, like looking up, looking them up and all the cool stuff they'd done. And then we were writing articles about them and we were doing all these things. And it's like, they are the worst band to Google because they're literally just called Life, spelt normally. L-I-F-E. Yeah, you just get the, the David Attenborough programs instead. Yeah. It's like, they, you just can't find them because... And I think... I think because of that, they have to kind of style all their social media to be life bands, don't they? As opposed to just their name. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, it's fine, especially once you've broken past a certain point. Like, let's say Arctic Monkeys, because it's always a good band to say because their name is so bizarre. But there will have been a point where if you type in Arctic Monkeys into an online search engine, it will come up with some snow monkeys, I guess. And, and at some point, they passed the threshold and like will have taken over as the main thing. I don't think life will ever get to that point where if you type in the word life to Google, that the band will come up before literally anything else to do with no. lifestyle tips or you know just whatever else does come up. Um, so that's really, really think about this when you're naming your band because you might think that really obscure names are a bad thing. And it's like, well, that doesn't even make any sense. Like, what, what does that even mean? Those tend to be the best band names to search. So obviously, yeah, take I it think, with a pinch of salt. But. I think for me, a band name has to be easy to say. It has to kind of, it has, it has to roll off the tongue and it has to be not automatically associated with anything else. Like, say, Arctic Monkeys, everybody knows what that means because there are no Arctic Monkeys. There are no monkeys that live in the Arctic. So therefore, whenever <laughs> anyone says that, they have, to they have to be talking about that band. Yes. Obviously, there's a ton of bands that don't fit that bill. Um, yeah, I like think a band was... like, like Muse, because that is just a word with meaning. My last band, Dogmatic, is just a word with meaning. So it's like, it is arguably a bad way of naming your band, but at the same time, it doesn't actually matter, provided that you can sort of... You can reinforce your brand and make it so that your band name is synonymous with your band. Mm -hmm. Which just takes work. It just takes a lot of making sure people know who you are. Um, but it's just something to be aware of, because obviously the higher you rank in your own Google searches, the better. The other side to this is one that is much more important 
when you're first launching your band because it can ruin, and I mean ruin, your launch day. And it's fairly common that bands will pick a name that another band has already picked. There's only a certain amount of band names in the world. If you pick a really cool one and you really like it, and then you go onto Spotify and it turns out that there's already three other bands with that name, but all of them have got like 10 listeners a month, it's fair to say that you should probably stick with that band name. That's like, if you're happy with it, and there isn't even a big band with that name, seems like, yeah. Don't stress yourself trying to find an absolutely unique name because it will drive you crazy. However, when you're distributing your music, a lot of distributors, I won't say all, but most of them, don't actually ask you whether or not you're starting a new band when you create a release. So just for anyone who doesn't know how distributors work, you can't just upload your music to Spotify or to iTunes or to um, like the back end of YouTube to do copyright strikes. Like you can't just put your music up to them. You have to go through something called the distributor. And a distributor like has connections with basically every store, including ones you've never heard of, like whatever the popular streaming service is in Jamaica. I don't know what that is. You don't know what that is unless you're from Jamaica. Like, there's, there's all of them. You go to the distributor, they distribute to everywhere. So when you do that, and you type in your band name, they don't ask whether or not it's a new band, whether or not it's like, oh, is it this other band over here that already exists? Or is it this other, other band that's already over here? Generally, they don't ask any of that shit. As far as I can tell, they just guess. I don't yeah, know there's about- not even any kind of like code in place. Like you'd think that when, say if you go on a distributor and you release your music, you think that your user profile would become assigned with your artist name and that would be given some kind of code so that within the distributor's own system they can match music with artists. But that just doesn't seem to happen, or at least it didn't, like, back when I was distributing music on a regular basis. Yes, so there's a few things here that some do use. So if I was asked right this second what distributor I would recommend, I would recommend one called RootNote because they offer a free and a paid version. And at literally any point, you can change between the free and paid version, depending on what basically makes you more money, which is just fantastic. So that's what I'm going through for my new band. And they actually, when I was typing in the artist name, it did like the sort of autofill thing, you know, where below it's like, did you mean this? Did you mean this? Did you mean this? Did you mean this? Mm. Which meant that when I typed in the band name, which is Boy Problems, we like it came up with one other band that has that name, but isn't formatted the way that we're formatting it. So I could have clicked on that. And if I'd have clicked on that, I think it's pretty safe to say that that's the artist that I would have been, the music would have been distributed to. Yeah. But I didn't. I made sure to format it differently and nothing came up. So I just continued. Now I'm 99% sure that that means that no artist exists Spelling by problems and formatting it how we're doing it, which is all one word, lowercase. I, I'm 99% sure that no one exists with that, and therefore we're fine. But I have no guarantee, and on release day, it might just appear on someone else's profile. And there's I remember we, nothing I can do about it to solve it immediately. 
I remember we had quite a few situations of that happening when we worked at the label where um, a song would be released on an existing artist profile and any links to that song would automatically take the user to the wrong band. Yep. And I remember and... that being fucking mental to get it fixed as well. Like you have to email yeah. them and they have to send send them all the links because apparently they don't have the, the links themselves for some reason. And it's just yeah. a ball like to fix. So you're best off avoiding it. Yeah. It, what happens is to fix that problem is someone in an office working for the distributor manually does it for every single um, platform. So like they will have to manually like email Spotify themselves and iTunes and whatever. And then someone in their office will go through and reassign everything into the database and it takes weeks. So if you have this problem on your launch day, all of a sudden your really cool single that you've launched with is just on some other band's profile for the first two or so weeks. That's awful. That just, that's, that just I wonder if that causes issues with payment as well. Like if your song that you've released via a distributor gets so many streams, but it's on another artist's profile, is there going to be any kind of bureaucratic mistakes that are made that means that you're not getting paid correctly? Yeah, hopefully not because it's per release and it's going to that distributor anyway, but depends on how each individual platform runs. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's so many things that just, sort of get ruined by this, including like people are like, oh, that's really cool. I'm going to hit follow. And then all of a sudden they're following the other artist. Two weeks later, your music goes onto your profile, but you've not got that follower anymore. They're still over at the other person. So yeah, bad. As I just sort of briefly mentioned there, there is a mild solution that you can do, but it only works for certain, um, only works for certain genres and can also screw you over if you do it too much is you can adjust the formatting of how you word your band, basically. Um, so like Subway Problems is two words, but we're combining them into one word and then we're making it all lowercase. So that's a stylistic choice. That's like something that indie, um, lo-fi, shoegaze, any bands in that area is quite popular to do to just be all lowercase. Um, and that's something that we can definitely get away with and then makes life easier for search engines, searching on Spotify. The fact that we're going to be the only band on any platform with that specific name written how it is, that sort of benefits us. But you can go too far with that. Yeah, I think you can... I think because of how much people consume music digitally now, like people don't often have to actually say the name of the artist. And if you go crazy with your format and using like symbols and stuff, then it can get to a point where people don't know how to actually say it. Mm -hmm. Like they can type it in and that's fine. It's really good for search engines and you can find it easily on Spotify and YouTube, but you can't actually say it because you have to kind of get clarification from somewhere of how to pronounce this band name, which yeah. is. I'm sure, issue. I'm sure there's a band called All One Word Pigs, 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 I think. There's like, it's like just six Did you get the number of pigs correct? I have no idea. But that's sort of my point is that I'm pretty sure when fans of the band talk about the band, they just call them pigs mm. because that makes sense. Um, but that then means that if you learn about them through word of mouth, you just type in the word pigs once thinking that that's actually what they're called. And I don't know if that band no, actually comes I up if you only type it in once. Um, <laughs> So I, I, I don't like know, there is... Pigs to the power of. 
<laughs> like, I, yeah, you could definitely go too far with this. And especially, you were saying about there's certain things that work really well written down, but not said. But the other way around, if you are spelling it in a unique way, when people are then saying it out loud, that doesn't correlate to how someone then goes, okay, how do I actually, how do I type in the thing that I've heard in my ears? Mm. To actually get the the Spotify page up. Do you remember, remember Pivris? Do I remember what? Pivris. How it's P V R I S, but you're supposed to pronounce it Paris. Yeah, because it's like an upside down A, I guess. Yeah. 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 I mean there's a few bands that have done sort of sort of a cool thing with that, and that's like um you ever Alt J. Yes. They're really cool. I've been getting into them recently. I'm, I'm sad that I missed the boat on Alt-J. But I'm pretty sure Alt-J, I don't think it actually does it on... it In some thing, when you press Alt-J, you get the symbol of a triangle, which they then use as their logo, which is kind of cool. So like, mm. Alt-J and the logo for Alt-J are technically the same thing, but obviously they're not, but that's kind of cool. Um, on Mac, you get like an O with a... It's not an umlaut, but it's a little... It's like sort of like a really fat man, like a big O and then a little O. So <laughs> right. It's like a misshapen eight. <laughs> but yeah, the triangle is much cooler. Tri- triangle is much cooler. You're right. Have you heard the news about Bandcamp? Yeah, they've been bought by Epic Games. What's that about? They have been bought by Epic, which is like. I think big, like big news, because Epic are owned by Tencent, and Tencent are the biggest entertainment company in the world, I think, if not the very, very, very close. So this could branch off into so many different directions, but Bandcamp are sort of the DIY music platform, right? They mm-hmm. take a very little cut. I think they take something like 12% um, of any sale. They also have a thing called Bandcamp Fridays, where any music bought on a Friday is 100% of the revenue just goes to the artist. Um, bands can sell merch through there. Um, there's like a review system where, provided you've bought a song, you can write a little review on it, and then it appears mm-hmm. on the the song's page and it's like this you can really brand it cool... up nicely as well like you can yeah you know you can, you can put your own to cover what image you actually in want. yeah and i think that's why it's, it's always been really good for diy artists because you can you can basically build a little website out of it and it's kind of yeah cute. It, especially because you can especially because you can sell merch out of it and you can push your links on it and stuff it is sort of like a little website it's very it has to look like bandcamp but it's customizable and it's really, really cool. And they're tiny. Like, in the grand scheme of music platforms, they're tiny. And they've been bought out by a huge company. So over the past few weeks since this has been announced, I've been sort of just just seeing what people are saying about this. Because there's people in the games industry that's going, this is weird, like... And what are they going to do with that? Because Epic also recently bought Harmonix, which is the company that makes Guitar Hero and then went on to make Rock Band. And they haven't done anything with them yet. So it's like, could that have something to do with this? Obviously, Fortnite 
which is also owned by Epic, is the biggest game ever at this point, maybe. Like, they've had virtual gigs and stuff now. So, like, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Fortnite wants to branch more into doing something to do with music. Could the infrastructure of Bandcamp, could they have bought it for something to do with Fortnite? Is, like, are they just going to build a game with harmonics that's, like, Guitar Hero? Is all of that going to be combined into one thing? Because the general consensus is they haven't bought Bandcamp to make money. Because in terms of what what the things that Epic already owns makes, Bandcamp just isn't even in the realm of it. In the amount of time that Bandcamp has existed, it has earned the amount of money that Fortnite makes in about two weeks. Fucking hell. So 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 it's not for profit. They've not they've not done this to make money. So what are they doing? <laughs> I, I have an inkling that it might be, you know, sort of pushing the virtual concert thing. Like with how, obviously during COVID and everything, everything was shut down. There were no real gigs. So everything became like live streams and stuff. But I think it mm-hmm. could be something like that. Like Yeah, they, they, did, could, they did virtual concerts inside of Fortnite. So they have already could, tested the water and it was really successful, if I remember rightly. I kind of hope they don't do this because it kind of ruined Bandcamp for me a little bit. But okay. they could make it so that Bandcamp becomes a platform for you to do these things, like do a virtual concert with avatars and stuff. Yeah. You know, sort um, of like taking the the same angle as Mark Zuckerberg's doing with his sci-fi metaverse thing. Yeah. Whatever's going on there. Yeah. Like, I think Fortnite's probably going to branch into that area of things anyway where you sort of it's not just a video game where you play a battle royale it is like a place where you can hang out and do all of these cool things and maybe gigs are going to be worked into that Bandcamp did release a statement or at least the current CEO or director or whatever of Bandcamp Mm -hmm. released a statement saying we're not going to change like Bandcamp Fridays will still exist the generous cut that we give bands will still exist Bandcamp as you know it is not going to disappear because of this um, this buy. Mm-hmm. But obviously that's that's coming from the guy that currently runs it and all it takes is for him to get outed and then, you know, things change. But I don't know. I'm just, more than anything, I'm confused by it. What I am hopeful for, which I don't know if they're going to do, is Spotify could do with Arrival. Spotify could do with some competition that is big enough that Spotify actually books its ideas up because there's a lot of issues with Spotify, the way that they pay their artists being one of them. And something like Apple Music just isn't going to... That's not the platform that's going to solve this issue. Um, Especially because, as far as I'm aware, Apple Music is just copying Spotify. Like, it was iTunes... And Spotify took off and iTunes was like, oh, we should do that instead. And then just yeah. sort of word for word did it. And it's like device um, exclusive as well. So I don't know if it is, right? I'm is pretty sure not? you could get Apple Music anyway. Yeah. Like you it's owned by Maybe Apple. Right, yeah. I think I, I, I'm, so, I'm sure me on Android can download Apple okay, Music. Okay, well, if it's not device exclusive, then it at least gives the impression that it is somewhat exclusive to Apple device users. Yeah, that's true. Because it's branded um, as an Apple product. Absolutely. So, I have recently stopped paying for Spotify and have moved to Tidal. 
two main reasons for that. One is they claim it's higher quality, like it's actually high quality bit rates and stuff, which is kind of cool. Fine. Phone and data isn't... Phones and data are quick enough now that you can stream higher res stuff. Cool. Fine. Thanks. But they also pay artists better. Um, there's a, a more expensive subscription on Tidal that pays artists like... I'm sure it's going to be like 10% of what you pay goes direct to your most listened to artist. That's really good. Which is... Yeah, that's that's nice. It's it's not as far as I'd like them to go. 10% is not loads. But it's better than nothing. It's a lot better than what Spotify are doing. Yeah, like I'd the, like... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, like, the, the whole ethos of that is in the right direction. Yes. And they, they're sort of quite loud and proud about it. Like, we support artists better. Which, yeah, fantastic. More of that, please. I would like the acquisition of Bandcamp by... Epic to sort of supercharge that. I'd like Bandcamp to be this really good artist's first platform that now has millions, if not billions, of dollars back in it and can grow and become a good competitor that also pays artists incredibly well and continues to be the band camp that we know and like, but just all of a sudden has a much bigger reach. That would be mint. Um, one big thing for that is it needs, it needs like a really good app where you can actually stream songs. Like there's a, it's all sort of on user side from the band's side of stuff. It's already better than Spotify. You can, it might not look as nice, but there's a lot more customization and stuff in there more so than Spotify. It's just the general user needs more incentive to go and listen to music there, and currently that doesn't exist. But if it did, they could yeah, compete. Yeah, I think, what about like if it was coming at it from the other angle where a lot of artists decided not to be on Spotify anymore because of like the pay rates and stuff? Mm -hmm. And, well, there was a lot of boycotting recently because of Joe Rogan, wasn't there? So it's like, people are starting to actually take a stand against Spotify. If that continued and people actually started looking for these alternatives hopefully Bandcamp could slide its way in yeah. um, it, ne it needs to be as convenient to use as Spotify though it needs to be you know it needs to have like the does. the ease of use on all devices mm -hmm. and stuff it needs to be which is why all of these other competitors are pretty much just copying Spotify like I've moved to Tidal and it's it's as if I haven't moved at all because everything's in the same place. All mm -hmm. the buttons that I'm used to clicking on Spotify, I click in the same place in the same way on Tidal. Search bars in the same place. The recommended artists are in the same place. There's you know the artist radios where it's like, here's an yeah. artist you like. Let me sprinkle in some bands you might like. Same thing that still exists. It's it's just the same. It's identical. Mm. I don't know if Bandcamp should do that but it needs to do something in the way of it because in its current state I don't think the general audience are going to move over no I don't I think Spotify's like playlists have a big a big impact on that as well like their play like especially from an artist perspective that a Spotify playlist is seen as like something to aspire to you know mm -hmm. because supposedly yeah, a lot of people listen to these playlists and I guess that could be a good angle that whatever you know, whatever new streaming platforms appear in the future, that needs to be something that they consider. Like, how are they mm -hmm. going to be better than these Spotify playlists? What are they going to offer to the average Joe yeah. listener? 
that is going to encourage Absolutely. a user base. And at this point, it's sort of, it's embedded itself in culture, like with its, um, you know, the, oh, I don't remember what it's called, where it looks back on your year. So every like December or January, yeah. they give you your wrapped. That's what it's called. So like 2021 wrapped. And it shows you your your favorite artist, your most listened to songs, your most listened to albums, what podcasts were you listening to. And it does it in this really nicely presented way. And that is now just a part of people's year, like of the general just music culture. It's a it's a moment every year that everyone shares their thing. And it's like this this whole thing. And because of that, it it is a big selling point for why people probably stay with Spotify, because it's like, it's this cool thing that happens every year now and you don't get that if you go anywhere else yeah it's like the same level so little things YouTube. like that that sort of get like lat- people are, sort of have to latch on to yeah it's like the same level as YouTube in having ingrained itself into popular culture mm-hmm. yeah luckily there are more competitors than what YouTube has but the market share is still pretty big as far as I'm aware mm. um, like every metric I've seen from any artist that we've worked on or even this podcast Spotify takes a big percentage, way over 50%, way over. Um, And it would take a lot of money to to change it. Luckily, Epic Games and Tencent have a lot of money. (laughs) Yes, they have (laughs) most of the money. Literally billions of pounds. So if anyone could do it, it would be them, whether they're going to, whether that's even what they want to do, we just, we're just hypothesizing, aren't we? We're just guessing. Yeah, we're just speculating at this point. Uh, yeah. But it'd be lovely. It would be really nice if that was the case. It would. More so just like extra user experience stuff. Cool, yeah. But just supporting artists more. We wouldn't need to say this if Spotify just treats artists sort of with respect in regards to money. Mm. But they just, they don't. They, they don't need to. artists terribly. They don't. Mm. That's the thing is that we need some someone else in the market to to force their hand because as soon as a better deal's on the table, people will move across. It's just there isn't currently a better deal. Yeah. So yeah, Epic Games, if you're listening, please do something like that with Bandcamp. It'd be really good. Thank yeah. You. Also, we've had this really cool idea for like integrating social media into online streaming services. If you want to pay yeah. us to like come yeah. come implement that. <laughs> I'm sure we mentioned like every five episodes we sort of just keep dropping these like yeah. that wouldn't, wouldn't be, be amazing cool if we did though, that idea it, if it was a platform right. like that I know one day copyright bandy podcast yeah TM yeah <laughs> so thank you very much for watching listening even come on podcast thank you very much for listening everybody I'm tired apparently um yeah no we'll see we'll see you next episode bye Bye.